Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Now streaming only on Disney+. Plus. If you want to listen to this episode or any of our episodes ad-free, you can do that now. Head on over to Patreon. Click on the ad-free level. You get all of our bonus shows that you've been hearing so much about. Plus, every single day, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, you can listen to this episode or any of our other episodes at the same time, ad-free, over on Patreon. everyone this is david welcome back behind the velvet rope let's just get right into it today because we are joined by the one the only sanya richards ross hi david thanks for having me i mean welcome how are you today what's going on how is the atl doing today oh it's good it's been quite a day but i'm excited because we're two weeks away from the launch of our season 15 so it's exciting (laughs) I mean, season 15, RHOA, it's your second season. Like how, how did this season going into it? Like, and how did the season feel different for you? Oh man, it was a big difference. I think that, you know, you have all these expectations as to what it's going to be like season one, and then you go and it's like completely different. (laughs) So, you know, there's an ease to going into it the second time around, because I understand how it works. And I actually built real friendship with the ladies before starting to film season two. And so I think that also makes it better, right? Because now you can be more of yourself and they understand you. And we just felt more settled as a group. And and I really appreciated that. Did you go in more relaxed, like you said? Because I could see it working one of two ways. I could see it being like, well, now I know what to expect. Or like, wait a second, with this group, you have to be on guard at all times. No, I went in more relaxed. I was like, you know what? You can't take yourself too seriously on this show. Like, you know, you you, you got to have fun with it. And if I'm not having fun, I don't want to do it. So it's like, you know, I just went in, had fun, knew more of what to expect, spoke up more. <laughs> um, and yeah, I just, I really had a good time. What's something you learned from season 14 from, from your first season? Like, what did you learn? I think, I think the main thing is, um, you know, just not to be in your head. I think the, the best way to show up on the show is to, you know, like pretend like cameras aren't there and, um, and, and make every moment as real as possible. And I think sometimes, you know, and obviously you try to do that, but sometimes you're like, oh, like, I don't want to say that because, you know, it's like, when you start doing that, forget it. It's like, you, you know, you're no longer having like that real experience. And so for me, it was just about that getting out of my head, having fun, saying how I felt and just, you know, and just being really present in the moment. And I think that, um, made season 15 better for me. Well, we saw, you know, season 14, one of the takeaways, you know, you came in, you were friends with Drew before you guys kind of, you know, we had a reunion, you know, (laughs) at the reunion, you said she was the one person you weren't necessarily speaking to, like, where are you guys as we head into, you know, season 15? 
Yeah. So, you know, that was for me, one of the very important conversations that we needed to have, you know, was at the top of season 15. And we do, we have a really important conversation and, you know, we end up in a better space. I felt like Drew owned up to some of the things that she did that made our relationship go off track and, you know, and, and, and it, it helps us a lot. So we end up in a better space, which I'm happy about, especially with everything that she has going on. Forgive me if the kids are a little bit loud. They had been quiet all day. And now they're just, you know, I, I can't even hear them, but we've had lots of kids here. We've had lots of dogs. Okay, good. So like, <laughs> okay, but I, no, but yeah, I, I can't hear them at all. Okay, good. Who, who shocked you the most, like either good or bad? Like who kind of shocked you this season? Um, I would say, I would say kind of candy has a shocking season, you know, like it's like a lot happens, um, with candy, like right out the gate, you know? And, um, and I feel like it takes a lot to get candy going, but once she's going, <laughs> she is going. <laughs> and so I would say maybe candy was, had, a, had, a, had probably one of the more shocking seasons this year. And then Sheree, boy, I tell you, she knows how to pick them. Always bringing some spice, <laughs> always bringing some spice to the group. Um, and so I think Sheree has a great season too. Well, we did see from the trailer, it seems like candy does have like kind of a lot going on this season. I mean, you know, it yeah. seems like her and Marlo, you know, she said that she was crying, you know, cause she can't choke your ass <laughs> bitch, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. I mean, you know, Candy and Marlo, they have one of the longest standing friendships out of this whole current group. Like what is going on with these two? Yeah. And it makes me so sad because they're the two I actually come in with the strongest connection with, you know, Candy and I went on a family vacation over the break and Marlon and I hang out all the time. So all was well with the world until they like have this huge unexpected fight. And I'm like, no, because <laughs> they both will say, oh, I don't care if you have friends, but they care, they care. And you, you know, it's, it makes it such a tricky dynamic. But like you said, they do have a longest standing friendship. And I do think that somehow they find a way, but it's just, it, it takes some time. Who do you think is like the more amenable out of those two to like make things work between the two of them? Like who is kind of the one that's like, I want to throw in and this how and just let's make this work. I think you know, it's a good question. I think that Marlo is um, the one who probably is like, you know, let's just let bygones be bygones and move forward. Um, but I think, I think, but, but in some ways I think Candy's okay. like Candy, unlike Kenya, right? Cause the reason Kenya and Marlo can't ever really see eye to eye a lot of times is because Kenya doesn't really want to make it work. Right. She's kind of like over it. So as much as I think Marlo is cool with getting, becoming friends with Candy, I think Candy's always open to it too. And that's why they always find their, their, their way back, but it's just not the same case with, you know, Kenya and Marlo for whatever reason. So you think Marlo and Candy would be would make amends and be on the same page way before Kenya and Marlo. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Kenya does seem like no offense. She's over it. And Marlo seems to know that Kenya's over it too. Yeah. I think, I think she, I think she starts to really see that this year. You know, I think that I feel like in some, in, in the back of Marlo's mind, she feels like, Oh, you know, eventually we'll get to a good place. But this season, it becomes really clear that they're not really on track to, to getting to that place. And I think they're, they're both at peace with it. Do you think that, like, are you in the middle a lot? You know, just because like you said, you are very close with Candy. You're close to Marlo. Do you feel in the middle between these two? Oh, yeah, a lot. Yeah, I, I definitely feel it's so it's crazy because I have such good friendships with everybody kind of individually. 
But then the group dynamic is always very tricky. <laughs> and, you know, I'm trying to navigate that all the time. And Marla would be like, oh, girl, are you over there sweating? It's okay. It's okay. You know, and I'm like, oh, I just want everybody to be friends. Um, but yeah, it's, 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 it's a tricky space. But at the same time, I think for me this season, I'm like, look, I'm not, ain't nobody telling me who I could be friends with. Like, this is, you know, this is what it is. And, and for that reason too, I bump heads with a few people this season as well. Who do you feel closer to this after this season? Um, so I'm, I definitely am closest to Marlo. I talk to Marlo almost every day. Um, but I'm also still really close with Candy and Sheree, like her and I, you know, I can, I connected them a lot too. And then, you know, Drew and, and Kenya, we're good. We're just not, we just don't communicate as much or hang out as much. Do you, and you think Kenya and Marlo, it's just, they both realize that it, it's time to call it. Some people are just <laughs> not meant to be friends. I think so. And I hate it because I honestly feel like they are more alike than they are different. And I don't know what it is with these two, why they can't ever find like a, like common ground. You know, it's like there's always something that pulls them apart in like a very dramatic way. Like whenever I feel like we're getting close to some resolution, it's like we go to the polar opposite end of that. And I'm just like, why? Why? Where do you I mean, do you think this season was a pileup on Candy? Because it seems like that from the trailer. But then, you know, like you have like Marlo and Sheree just did an interview, you know, and they say like, listen, girl, you have to be accountable like the rest of us. You know, like there is and there is a thing amongst fans, I think, season after season. I don't feel this way. I've sat down yeah. with Candy like this and I think she's wonderful. But there yeah. is this like, you know. Candy wants to talk about movies and TV and everything she has going on and she doesn't really want to get into it. So where do you fall? Like, are we all piling up on Candy this season or is it like, no, I mean, you're just only held to the what standards the rest of us are? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I'm, I, I definitely feel like it's a pile up on Candy. I think that um, I think that this season, especially when you see episode one, um, like a lot of times, and this is what I think makes RHOA so good is that none of this stuff is like planned. Like it's like this stuff is like happening real time. Like this shit is like authentic. You know, it's like when when Candy gets into this big fight with um Courtney, the new girl, no one expected it to turn into something so big, you know? And so I don't feel like there was this strategic pylon on Candy. I just think, you know, stuff happened. And I feel like Candy always shows up like she if you if you watch that exchange, it's like Candy is like, what what's going on? And she just gets more and more annoyed as she's having this conversation. And then, you know, it seems like that happens quite a bit this season. But I don't think it was strategic. I think it just, you know, every now and then your number gets called and <laughs> you got to you got to answer, you know. Um, but I'm like you. I'm not one of those people who feels like Candy has escaped it. I think that when it's her time, she shows up and she handles it. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. 
Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Listen, you guys know that vodka is my go-to to kind of take the edge off, right? I mean, I talk about it all the time. You guys also know that I just moved into my Hamptons house in my LA house, and life has been a little more stressful than normal. If you could see how I've been living, literally, I mean, I'm too busy doing this podcast to unpack. So there are literally clothes all over the floor. And I just, I have friends that swear by THC gummies. And it's really not been my thing, but I'm like, listen, I need something. And my mind was racing. All I was doing was thinking about unpacking and I also couldn't sleep at night to all my friends use microdose THC gummy. So I'm like, look, let me try it out. I started with the entry level dose, which I love. They have an entry level dose. I'm like, okay, this sounds like me. The wild berry is great. And I have to say the THC gummies from microdose helped me sleep better at night. They definitely took off the anxiety. And I also feel like I'm living more in the moment and I'm not really, when I'm working, I'm not really thinking about unpacking. And when I'm unpacking, I'm not really thinking about work. So listen, check out Microdose. Microdose is available nationwide. And to learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com and use code VELVETROW to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links could be found in the show description. But again, that's microdose.com code VELVETROW. Do you, who do you feel kind of holds back what's really going on in their life the most? And, you know, they want the good stuff on TV and that's it. That's a, that's a really good question. I had never really thought about that, but I do, I do feel like sometimes I feel like Kenya is a little bit is reserved because I feel like, I honestly feel like she's dating more guys. I feel like she's got more stuff going on, but she just give us a little taste of what's happening in her life. And I think she, cause I feel like Candy is very open. Marlo is, Sheree is, obviously Drew is with everything she has going on. So I feel like Ken, Kenya is the one who has more and doesn't give it all, doesn't give us everything. It's like Kenya's a pro at this point, right? Oh, yeah. (laughs) What about you? Like, has there been anything, you know, between season one and this season where you were just like, you know, oh, my God, I can't believe we're going there. Like, just something that you felt, you know, like, I don't really want this on TV, but here Um, it is. Yeah, you know, so for me, I think that I um, am, I'm an open book and I really was open to sharing whatever transpired in our family life on camera. And I think. This year in my personal story, a lot happens. A lot happens. And um, and to be honest, like I I like sharing it. You know, I like for people to see, you know, what it's like to live in a multi-generational family and what it's like to work with your family and what it is when you're having that tough conversation about baby number two and all of those things. You know, I think that those are very relatable topics. So there wasn't anything really that I felt like, oh, you know, I hate it going on. Of course, there's some conversations that afterwards you're like, oh. But at the end of the day, you know, I, I, this is what I signed up for. And, I, and I'm excited for to see how it all comes together. What is going on with baby number two? I know, you know, we saw that last year. And I know you mentioned this at the reunion as well. Where are you and your husband on this matter? Yeah, so um, a lot happens this year. A lot happens this year about that, David. And um, I don't want to give too much away because it it, 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 it it's a big thing. Um but I'm definitely more open to having um, baby number two. And um, and you're going to see the real about, you know, when you say yes and, you know, what does that look like? And, you know, like, obviously we were struggling with the idea of if our family's going to keep living with us and if they're going to leave. And then my mom and dad are thinking about going back to Florida. And it's just so many things kind of piling on to this conversation that makes it, you know, very convoluted and and difficult. So, yeah. 
we have that to look forward to. Yes. <laughs> yes, we see in the trailer too, your husband makes a reference to the fact that, you know, all nine of you may not be living together anymore. We see you tear up at that fact. Yeah. Yeah, he's over it, over it, over it. And at, at, at a different, you know, obviously in the beginning of the season, I'm like really sad about it because I still think it works and I think it it makes the most sense for us. Um, but as the season progresses, you, you know, there are a lot of trying moments that we have that I start to kind of see his perspective. And so we're getting, we're getting closer to the moving trucks. <laughs> what about who is the peacemaker in this group? Like, you know, you mentioned you're caught between like, it, it, is it you or is it someone else? Um, I think Sheree and I kind of play that role a lot this season, um, you know, where we're kind of caught in between because, you know, Sheree kind of flows between, you know, where Sheree is pretty close with Kenya um, you know, obviously they have their 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 moments, but I would say Sheree and I are the ones who, yeah, are the peacemakers of the group for the majority of the season. And who is kind of, you think, the opposite, the messiest that's just kind of trying to stir up this drama more than anyone else when there when maybe some days when there is no drama, right? Yeah. Um the thing is the thing is, I don't think anyone is particularly trying to stir up the drama. I just think the drama is. And I think like when you have someone like a Marlo who isn't afraid to speak her mind or even Drew, who is, you know, like these women are like, if they feel it, they're going to say it. And then we have this new woman, Courtney, who <laughs> is the same way, no holds barred. You know, I don't think they're necessarily trying to stir up the drama. They're just not afraid of the drama. And then you have Kenya, who's also not exactly afraid of the drama. Exactly. How, how could I forget Kenya? <laughs> And Sheree is not exactly, you know, yeah, it's, it's no, really yeah. all, all, all of the above. Yeah. Has anything shocked you, like, you know, through this experience, you know, like, you know, I think you've won five Olympic medals. I mean, right. like, you know, you've lived, like, yeah. has anything shocked you about Housewives? Yeah, you know what? This is my first time thinking like this and saying this, but I think what has been the most shocking about this experience is what people can get away with saying, <laughs> you know, because sometimes I'm sitting there like, like, did she just say that? And then they come back from it. You know, it's like, oh, like this is, this wasn't the end of the world. <laughs> this didn't cause, you know, I mean, some friendships obviously are, you know, take a little bit longer to mend, but I think that's what I am always most shocked about is like what these women say and how they pretend like tomorrow, like, yes, like this didn't happen yesterday. I'm like, this happened. <laughs> I remember <laughs> I was there. So that is the most shocking thing. And some of the things that come out of our mouths, is, it, it blows my mind. And I guess like what you're saying, it's almost like you're in the twilight zone of like, wait a second, you two <laughs> right. hated each other yesterday. Now today we're, everything's fine. Like what's yeah, going on? Exactly. <laughs> Did you have on that note, did you have a hard time like with the social media aspect of it? Because, you know, like you were in the public eye, you know, through the yeah. Olympics, your husband, you know, like you guys sure. both had experience with press. Yeah. Are you shocked that like the press and <laughs> blogs and everything that goes along with Housewives is just it's like a whole nother world? Oh, yeah, I didn't. I, I, and the funny thing was, I remember sitting with Ralph and Drew before season one started and Ralph was like, man, like imagine you are like at the one yard line game on the line and you drop the ball like imagine how they would come for you that's how sometimes the fans can be on house eyes we were like no like that's impossible like he was right <laughs> they are 
rabid, like they are devoted to the show and they're invested. Um, but I think for me personally, being an athlete and having that background helped me a lot because I was used to tuning out the noise and, you know, in order to perform at my best. And so on the show, like when, you know, things started to take a turn and people were saying negative things, I just tap out of it. You know, I don't, I don't go back and forth with people. I don't try to explain myself. I just let it be, you know, and I think that helps me to keep my sanity. <laughs> that's good. You never went down that rabbit hole of no. like where, cause I mean, that's, it's a never ending, no matter what you say back to someone, it will go on for six months if you keep responding. Exactly. <laughs> And it's a no win battle. And so that's really healthy. I mean, because I think it takes people a minute to get there, right? Yeah, for sure. Well, you know, we saw your husband stick up for you last season in Jamaica. It's very clear, you know, you have a happy marriage. Like, what advice would you give? You know, we have some, you know, I know Sheree has Martel and, you know, it seems like Kenya has a bunch of men and we have Marlo, but we have a lot of single women on this cast per se. Like, what would you, what advice would you give to our single peach holders? that are out there looking for a man? Yeah, I would say to my fellow peach holders, my fellow single ladies, is that you, I feel like they have this idea of what they want and this perfect picture. And it's like, it's not going to be that. You got to open your heart for somebody to come and to surprise you. And then you got to be intentional about making it work. You know, like I think even at, you know, most of them are well over 40s, close to 50s. And I still think people think like this love thing is like a fairy tale and you just, you know, fall in love and it just, you know, it's work and it is a choice and it's not always easy. And so, you know, if you really want to have a meaningful relationship, you really got to be intentional about setting aside the time, getting to know that person being 100% yourself authentically so they can get to know you and fall for you. And then when you do all that, it's worth it. You know, it's, it's so worth it. <laughs> Life is not a rom-com, right? Right. <laughs> ah, mm, the first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Oh my God. Now you guys know I love drinking vodka. I talk about it all the time on this podcast. It really is my go-to to have a good time, to relax, to unwind. But right now, I'm not sure I'll ever drink vodka again because I'm obsessed with these Nebula 9 ready-to-drink cocktails. I like to say it's vodka in a can, but okay, it's much more than that. Nebula 9 has great flavored vodka, but I really am obsessed with these like cans. I mean, they're so easy. You just open the can and you drink. Each can has two shots per can. So each can, you drink one can, it's like having two shots of vodka. How great is that? Now, I told you last week, this is very serious, that my favorite flavor was the Palmy Blue Cosmo. I stand corrected. I've spent the past week with these four amazing flavors, Moscow Mule, Pineapple Passion Fruit Paradise, Great Beyond, and the Palmy Blue Cosmo. 
I stand corrected. I like the great beyond the best. Also, there's no added sugar. And so like, you know, sticking on my health kick, it's the summer. This also works for that. Order yours today at nebula9vodka.com and use promo code velvet for 10% off your order. Of course, always drink responsibly. And of course, you have to be 21 years or older to purchase. That's nebula9vodka.com. Use promo code velvet for 10% off your order. Enjoy. What about, you know, Sheree, you know, I know is still with Martin. Tell Holt and, you know, yeah. you know, from love and marriage, like, what do you think of him? I imagine you've had some time to get to know him. Yes. And I, you know, I was saying earlier that when I first met Martel, I didn't know, I, didn't, I had never watched the show. So I didn't know, like, you know, all the things that came along with Martel Holt. And so when I first met them, it was him and, and Sheree and Ross and I, we went to a dinner in New York and I mean, they were smitten, like she was holding, they were holding hands and they were like huggy, huggy. And she was so happy. And I was like, oh my God, I love this for her. And then, you know, I went back and watched the show <laughs> and was like, oh, this is why people have some hesitation around Martel Holt. Um, but, you know, I tried to give the benefit of the doubt. And from what I see, David, I think that they're really into each other. And, you know, she's taking it slowly. She's not, you know, she's not trying to go down the aisle or anything. And he makes her happy. And I think that's important. So you think he doesn't deserve this bad rap that he gets? Well, he earned a rap now. <laughs> he earned it. He earned it. So I, I think that he, um, but I do think that people change. And I think that he, from what I, what I see in person, I feel like he wants to do better, wants to be better. And, you know, hopefully he'll be that for Sheree. I hope so. Listen, after Tyrone last season, like we just want to see some happiness for Sheree, don't we? hundred percent. Yes. She just, she just, she's so amazing and she brings so much to the table and she's just, you know, so beautiful and inside and out. So yeah, she deserves, she deserves love. What about Marlo? Like if you were going to fix Marlo up with someone, someone <laughs> famous or like what type of guy, anyone famous you could think of for her? Like what type of guy do you think Marlo needs? <laughs> Marlo needs like a strong, like, you know, the, it's so, I don't know why this person popped in my head right away. Cause he's already taken and married. But like, I just think of someone like a DJ Khaled who is like, you know, like just running things and just like, you know, like very confident in himself and, you know, like a boss, like, you know, like Rick Ross, like she needs somebody like that, you know, um, that's not gonna like, cause, cause Marlo is, you know, very strong and she can be very intimidating. And, you know, she's dating a guy now that I really like, that I really like for her. He, you know, I feel like he exudes a lot of those traits that I think she needs. Like he's not intimidated by her. He's not impressed. He's like, you know, like, I mean, he's impressed. He, you know, likes her, but you know, he doesn't make, he doesn't to me come across like, oh my God, it's like Marlo Hampton, you know, he's like, you know what, Mar you know, so I, I love the guy she's dating now. I hope that they can make it work. But if not, she needs a very strong, assertive guy who, you know, knows who he is and is established. And, you know, and I think that will, that's what she needs. Maybe the public will get to see this guy sometime. Maybe he'll make oh, yeah. an appearance. Oh, he will. You guys will definitely see him. We're going to see him this season. Yep. Okay. I like this. <laughs> yep, yep, I'd yep. like to see Marlo with someone nice too, right? Yes. No, it, it, no, this one is, he's good. And yeah, he's definitely going to be on the show. He films quite a bit with us. So you guys will get to see him for sure. Wow. Well, we all know what the opposite of marriage is, divorce. I mean, after, you know, the season basically wrapped, like, were you shocked? I mean, to hear about Rolf and Drew, or were you not that shocked? No, I was shocked. Um, Ross and I were literally at their birthday party for that Drew threw for Ralph like a week and a half, two weeks earlier, and they looked happy. 
you know, like we had, like you said, we were done filming. So we were just like all having fun, laid back. I'm excited to have wrapped another season. And then I'm seeing news like they're both running to the courthouse to file for divorce. I'm like, what the hell? Like, you know, what happened? And so I was really, really, really shocked and really sad for them because, you know, the little bit that we knew of them, that when we spent time before season one, they just, when they're good, they're good. Like they have a lot of fun. They laugh a lot, you know? So it's like, why can't they make it work? You know, why can't they figure it out? And I, I still have hope that they might, but you know. You do. Yeah. Even though, you know, like Drew came out and said like, you know, Ralph was like a serial cheater and he cheated multiple times and he was cruel. Like, do we believe all of this? You know, it's, I, I want to believe her truth, right? Like whatever, I I don't know. Obviously I have no idea, you know, what goes on behind uh, closed doors. And, you know, you want to believe that if someone says something like that, that's can be, you know, so detrimental that they wouldn't say it loosely, right? Like like she would, you know, understand the ramifications of what she's saying. So, you know, that, that stuff is hard. Like, you know, that stuff, yeah, that stuff makes it a little bit tricky, but you know, people aren't perfect. And when you have family, it's like worth fighting for. So if there was ever anything good in the marriage, you know, you would hope that they could find that again, but you know, if it's not meant to be, it's just not meant to be. And of course I'm not, you know, here over here like protesting for it or fighting you know for it but I just know that what I saw when they were good they were good and of course they have three beautiful kids that I you know I think their marriage is worth fighting for maybe they'll work it out I mean your castmates have also done interviews and said they were shocked I don't know why I'm the only one who's not shocked but I mean granted I know it's edited and I I don't you know hang out with them like you do but from a viewer's point of view they've had some ups and downs and the whole Tampa thing the first season that Drew was on and yeah I don't know yeah, I definitely understand from a viewer's perspective how it could be like, okay, well, this looked like it looked like it was coming. But you know, when you spend a lot of time with them and you get to know a little bit deeper, it, it was a little bit shocking, especially because we had we were just around them and it wasn't like they were, you know, like at odds, you know, they were together. They were they seemed happy. They arrived at the party together. Like she planned it, like it was, you know, she texts me, come, you know. So it just felt like the timing of it just felt a little bit weird. A, a little bit weird. Yeah. What about, you know, because I mean, Bravo doesn't, it's only happened this season with Vanderpump Rules and uh, yeah. your show. I don't think it happens very often. Like when the cameras actually picked back up, like, were you part of that? Or was that just really Drew and Ralph? Or like, I mean, that must have been strange, right? Yeah, it was strange. So I was a part of that um, a little bit there. Yeah, I obviously I'm only two seasons in. First season that didn't happen. Once we were, you know, principal photography was done, it was done. Um, but they came back up and I think rightfully so, because obviously Drew's relationship has played a huge part in her storyline and then, you know, how we see Drew and see Ralph. So it made sense to me. And yeah, I was a little bit a part of it. I didn't, I, I talked to Drew and Ralph, not in person, but, you know, on the phone and stuff like that and some of the other ladies, but, um, I think, you know, the majority of it was really kind of covering them and figuring out where they were. I mean, has this, you know, because you guys have had ups and downs, but now like this is a big thing to be going through in life. Like, has this brought you and Drew closer? Like, will it bring you closer? Just kind of like, you know, a moment of yeah. crisis. Absolutely. You know, um, I, 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 I have reached out to Drew more now than I ever have um, because, you know, this is, this is hard stuff. This is real stuff. And I 100% want to be there for her and, 
you know, I know that she has a lot going on and, you know, she responds when she can and can. And we, you know, I've talked to her on the phone a few times and we saw her this past weekend for family feud. And that was fun for us all to be together again. And she was in good spirits, you know? Um, and so, yeah, it, it definitely has brought us closer together. And I hope that she knows, and I've expressed it to her many times that I'm hundred percent here for her. if She needs me in, in whatever ways. That's good. What about Ralph? Like, I know your husband and Ralph, like, got really yeah. close last season. Yeah. Like, is he still close with him or? Yeah, Ross and Ralph were hanging out a week and a half ago. Um, you know, all the guys, they were together. Um, and, you know, from what Ross tells me, and I still talk to Ralph, too, because I got a lot of love for both of them. Um, you know, Ralph, it, it feels like they both don't really want it. So I'm like, oh here um you know it feels like they are both you know really broken by it um so yeah but ross has definitely been keeping in touch with ralph and you know they're making sure to keep their friendship which i'm i'm really happy about and you really get the impression from both of them that like they don't really want this Mm -mm, no i don't think they both want it no well, you know, if you and your husband ross are talking to ralph and you're talking to drew and you sense that they both don't want it Maybe you should throw a dinner. <laughs> right? Like bring them on a date and have them work it out. <laughs> right? I mean, I'm just putting that out there. Yeah, I think it's a good idea. I'll I'll talk to Ross about it. <laughs> or maybe he'll just say, Sanya, are you insane? <laughs> are you we insane? are not getting involved in this. Let's just run for the hills. Exactly. <laughs> Do you feel like, you know, how, how is your husband with this? Like, what does he feel about this experience? Like, you know, what does being a house husband of the Real Housewives of Atlanta? Yeah. You know, at first he uh, wasn't too keen to um, being on the show. Um, He was very nervous. Obviously we all are aware of the, you know, relationship and marriage curse that people say comes with being on reality TV. And even when this whole thing happened with Drew again, you know, Ross and I kind of like, you know, pull back and, we're intentional about having conversations around all the things like, you know, like how am I making sure that I'm prioritizing him and all that stuff. And I'm grateful for, for that. But um, yeah, first he wasn't a hundred percent on board. And then in time he was like, okay. And, and then especially after season one, you know, where he realized that they don't force you to do anything. There is no script. Like this is just really you being you. And, um, and he was always like, as long as I can do that, then it's fine. So even in this season, I feel like he's even better. Like he's even more relaxed and even more of himself. And so I think season two was great for him as well, but it took a little work to get there. (laughs) Did you guys worry about, I mean, it sounds like you did at least with the Drew and Ralph of like, you know, that curse of reality TV and like, do you worry about that? Or, I mean, I guess the fact that you're even checking in and talking about it, you're probably ahead of most couples, I would think. Yeah, no, I am extremely intentional about, you know, checking in with my husband because my marriage is the most important thing to me. So I could care less about anything else. Like if the show becomes a a hindrance to my marriage, I'm not doing the show. If I'm Nike, whatever work I'm doing, if it's not benefiting my family, then it's not, it's not good for me. And so, you know, when that happened with Drew and Ralph, like we have the conversation, like, you know, like we don't pretend like it's not happening around us. I think that that's the worst thing you can do. Um, and so, yeah, so we went on vacation and we just, like I said, a, a reset and being intentional about prioritizing our love and our family and then everything else kind of falls into place, you know, behind that. Well, I think that's really the key right there. I think not just with Atlanta, but with a lot of franchises having spoken to 
all of you. I just think somewhere along the way, certain people get lost in the show and the fame and the money. It just takes over. And I'm not criticizing people. I just think that's what it is. And when someone says that their family is the most important and they truly mean it, I feel like what could really go wrong at that point, right? I just think it's not the case for a lot of people. Yeah, well, thank you. You are welcome. <laughs> we saw a lot of in the trailer. We saw a lot of cameos. We see, you know, just just Sean Snow and Cynthia Bailey and Kim Zolciak and Lisa Wu. Like, you know, did you know, like, did you watch this show before you were on it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I definitely watched the show and was always a fan of, you know, the RHOA. I think that it's an iconic show, an iconic franchise. And so, yes, I am well aware of all the ladies that have been on the platform. <laughs> What was it like? Like, what were your impressions of like of Kim Zolciak? So, you know, I didn't film with Kim um, this season. So I filmed with Sheree. Um, and I don't know. I know for sure they had one scene that Sheree said was real fun. But I don't know how many times I Kim filmed with Sheree. Um, I filmed with Cynthia. Um, we filmed with her quite a bit towards the end of the year. And Deshaun came to one event, but it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a, it wasn't a, um, just, just us housewives. It was like a huge event. So I didn't get a chance to interact with her a lot, but you know, um, I always think it's really great. It's, it's nostalgic for the fans to get to see so many of those people who they first fell in love with and why they still watch the show. So I think it's great for the show. And I'm I'm looking forward to watching those episodes. But no, I didn't get to spend a lot of time with, with the OGs that came back. It's like, I agree. And thank you, Sheree, for kind of bringing all these people back into the, <laughs> the fold. Yeah. What about NeNe Leakes? You know, some say she's one of the greatest housewives of all times. Like, did you do you know her from living in Atlanta? And like, how would you feel of like about working with NeNe on this show if she was coming? Would you be scared of NeNe? You know, she could be <laughs> scary. Would you be like, bring it on? This is exciting. Yeah. So I've met Nini a couple of times, but hung out with her once at um, Marlo's birthday party and she was a riot. Like she is exactly who she was on the show. And that's what I love, right? I love when people show up authentically, you know, in all their spaces. So it was really fun to meet her. I would love if she came back into the fold, you know, I think, I think if I was coming on for the first time and Nini was there, I might've been a little bit like, oh, but I think now having had the experience, I don't think I'd be, you know, I think it'd be like, bring it on. You know, I think that she, she brings a lot. Right. And I do agree that she's probably the most iconic housewife of all time. You know, her contribution to the platform is, you know, kind of unmatched. And I have a lot of respect for what she did on this platform. So I think it'd be super dope. I don't know if it'll ever happen, unfortunately, but I do think it would have, it would have been cool if it could happen. I agree with all of that. How was Family Feud? I saw you guys just played, like you mentioned it, you guys just played against the OC girls. Yes. Yeah, so. <laughs> I can't wait for you guys to see this. I, I literally cannot wait. Like, it's. I, I told Steve Harvey as he was going on the thing, I said, boy, you can take us out of Atlanta, but you cannot take Atlanta out of us, okay? Because we were a mess. I'm like, did you girls watch the show? before? you know, I'm very competitive very competitive i'm like do you guys know the rules did you guys watch the show like you know it was just so funny because you know the celebrity family feud is different like the you know regular family feud is like very strict and the celebrity was a little bit more lax but there's still rules <laughs> you know and i'm like marlo focus like you have three seconds <laughs> spit it out <laughs> so it was a lot of fun i loved us getting to do something like that where we're just having fun and we're competing together that was like epic for me and we had we had a grand time was marlo the weak link of the team 
Ah, no, Mala is my girl, so I am not gonna throw her under the bus. But <laughs> I could she see her rule. just. She ain't know the rule. It's like you are there to play the game, Marlo. Like we actually right. have to win, right? <laughs> you have to win. <laughs> what about you know? Speaking of other housewives, like BravoCon, like what was your BravoCon experience like? Oh man, BravoCon experience was amazing. Like I had no idea you know, just how much the fan, like how much love the fans would like, you know, pour on us because the show is tough, right? Like you go onto this platform, you're sharing your life, the good, the bad, the ugly, you get all these different kind of responses. But at BravoCon, it's all love. You know, the people are just there to like, you know, like almost thank you for being a part of the platform and to uh, just to get a moment of your time and take a picture with you. I thought that was really dope. Um, and then, yeah, getting to see all the other ladies and all the other franchise and being Andy and the ladies from Potomac that I love, Beverly Hills. It was it was really, really cool. It was overwhelming, too, because it was so much happening. We're like, you know, like moving all over the place, doing constantly doing stuff. But it was it was really a lot of fun. Who did you meet at BravoCon, like from another franchise that you just kind of bonded with? Um, well, the woman I bonded with the most that I still have connected with is uh, Dr. Wendy Acefo. Um, And we had kind of connected a little bit prior to BravoCon. And then when I got there... Um, her and I connected and now, you know, we kind of really stay in touch ever since. So I would say she's probably the one, um, that I connected with, but there were a lot of people that I met, um, that were great, you know, and I'm the worst with names, so don't forgive me, but yeah, but Wendy's the one that I stayed the most connected with. What about, you know, I had Gertie from Miami housewives on this show. I asked Gertie's her who, great. Yes, I love, love her. Gertie. Yes. <laughs> and she said she thought the rudest person to her and her experience at BravoCon was Miss Kenya Moore. Who was the rudest person to you at BravoCon? Well, I didn't have to run up into nobody. I was like, you know, doing my thing. I have an experience of anybody being rude to me at BravoCon. Um, and I felt sad heard her say that because you know you know what I call Kenya I call Kenya a sour patch because she's sour at first but then you know after you take a little time with her she she's sweet <laughs> so I'm like oh no she didn't get to the sweet part she <laughs> just experienced the sour part but um so I hated that she had that experience with Kenya because Kenya at the core is a sweetie um but yeah no I, I didn't have any bad experiences thank god you just have to wear Kenya down and stick around you gotta wear her down <laughs> And then you see the good parts, right? Right. <laughs> what about if you could join another franchise, what what would it be and why? Um, so I I I I mean, I guess the one that I'm most familiar with would be Potomac. So I think that would be the one that I would go to um and probably feel like I would fit in with the girls. You know, I met Robin and Giselle and um and Ashley. Um, and Candace, like, you know, so all of them have been really, really nice to me. So I think that'd probably be the easiest transition. Um, you know, if I was like going out on a limb and want to try something new, it'd be Beverly Hills, you know, um, going up there with the girls and playing with Garcelle and Sutton and those girls. So that could be fun too. But I think the, one, like, the easiest transition to would be Potomac. I love that. What about, I know at the reunion, Andy asked you this, you know, what's harder, Housewives or the Olympics? <laughs> you said Housewives, like, Elaborate on that for me, please. <laughs> and I still choose Housewives because, you know, I think, you know, like I said, track and field came so easy to me and you knew what to expect. Right? I'm going to line up on the track. I'm going to run 400 meters and I'm going to keep trying to get faster and faster. Baby, when I go to when I go to an event, I don't know what to expect <laughs> when I'm with these girls. And so 
Um, so yeah, it's just, you know, it's the, it's, it's the fact that it's so unpredictable, um, but it still gives me, I tell people it's similar to track field because it, my heart beats out of my chest a lot of times. And I loved that about the track. Like I loved stretching myself and trying something new. And I get that same thrill when I'm with these ladies. <laughs> Do you have vivid memories of like winning each of your medals or is it like, wait a second, who that is, you know, it's just such a different world from your everyday, yeah. even before housewives now, or does that just seem like another lifetime to you? It definitely feels like another lifetime. <laughs> I don't have the best memory anyway. <laughs> so I, I sometimes I'm like, oh my gosh, like I can't believe I used to train five days a week and I used to go out there and run 48 seconds in a 400, you know? When I watch videos, I sometimes I'm like, like I feel like, who is that girl? <laughs> it's um, you. It's me, that's right. But no, you know, it's funny that the memories that I think of when I think of my track career is like, you know, winning the Olympic gold medal in the 400 and running up to my husband and seeing my mom. And like, you know, it's the people who really contributed to my success that I think that those are the memories that burn most vivid in my mind and not friendships and experiences. I think those are really hold on to. Did you ever think of quitting housewives? I mean, you know, like you said, it's di more difficult than the Olympics. Like, did you ever have a day, you know, even like last season, this season where you're just like, this is literally insane. What am I doing? <laughs> I don't think it ever got to the level where I felt like I would quit. Um, I think there were times where I felt overwhelmed um, and, you know, or you're sitting there, you're like, what the hell is going on? Like, what am I doing here? Um, but never to the point where I felt like quitting. I actually really enjoy the girls. And I, you know, I, I love this experience. I love this life experience that I'm having. I think it's really cool. So no, I never, I never thought about quitting. I mean, you won five medals. So I assume that you don't really, you say you're competitive. I just assume right. you don't quit much, but I just figured <laughs> that I would ask. Do you keep up on like other Bravo things? You know, like we have the scandal going on now with Vanderpump Rules. Like, are you aware of all of this? No, I mean, I'm aware of it, but I'm not like, I don't keep up on it. I never really watched that show um, when it first started. So now to try to get caught up, I feel like that just is not going to happen. But I kind of have like, a, a, of course, an understanding of what's going on. And the fact that, you know, they were in a relationship for a long time and he cheated. Like, I, you know, you understand the concept of it. Um, and I see the ratings spiked <laughs> tremendously because of it. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't, you know, I hadn't been, it's like I've been a long time follower of the show. What do you want people, like, as we wrap up and wind down, what do you want people to take away, you know, like as they watch season 15, like from the show, from you in particular? Oh, man, I, I hope that people will. Um, well, first of all, when it comes to my family, I hope that they see the love um, with the challenges, you know, like how I hope that they'll. Uh, glean some hope with whatever it is that they're going through with their own families that, you know, you can overcome it. Um, and, and I hope that, um, that people will kind of just lean into and, and really just give us a chance, like, you know, like really, really root for us as a family and, and support us as we open up about a lot of really tricky uh, topics uh, this season, especially in my personal life. Um, and then with the girls, like I said, I think, I think this season feels like uh, the relationships have really settled in and we have a lot of fun, but we're also not afraid to like, you know, call each other out and have tough conversations. And 
um, you know, and, and, and figure out how to navigate this sisterhood as we're doing all, all the other things, you know, like bossing up and being wise and, and dating new people and we're juggling um, as we're trying to, to just, I think, be the best people that we could be. So, you know, I hope people enjoy it. I hope they're entertained. Um, and I hope that they have fun watching us this season. Well, I mean, this trailer, I mean, to me, it seems like <laughs> this is going to be just an epic, like, you know, season. Yeah. I mean, I've watched yeah. it twice. You know, when I knew I was sitting down with you, I watched it again. And I was like, wait a second. Like, if you really focus on this trailer, there is a lot going on. And that's not even... It. that's not even half of it david <laughs> you wait pull your seatbelt <laughs> hold on to your seatbelt yes well listen i thoroughly enjoyed chatting with you you'll have to come back later in the season you know after all this stuff unfolds in your personal life sure. and we see it and you'll have to we can talk about it all then so we don't give any spoilers away awesome well i look forward to that thank you so much for having me thank you so much and take care and i'm excited to watch the season awesome thank you bye-bye Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones and the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, we're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're behind the Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you, guys. See you soon. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com.